Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It's Christmas time for Doctor Who and the return of Doctor Mysterio. But not just that, the return of the Doctor Who after show at AfterBuzz TV. Let's get started. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, hey there, Whovians. Welcome back to AfterBuzz TV. Ah, oh, I'm so excited to hear this music, you guys. <laughs> oh. Welcome back, guys. I'm your host, Zach Wilson. This is the Doctor Who After Show. Uh, I'm joined by a fantastic panel. As always, we've got the lovely Yell Teagle. Hi, everybody. I'm Yell Teagle. You can find me at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. And I am live in the chat reading all of your comments, so keep chatting with me. And I'm even lovelier... Tari J. Miller. Hey! I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me at Tari J. That's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. Ouch. All right. <laughs> I'm so fancy. Nope. Okay. They already All right. know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome back. Um, it has literally been a year yeah. since we've talked about Doctor Who. That's insane. A year. Um, the longest break the show has had... Since it was off the air in really? 2005, uh, according to the AV Club, I was looking at their. That's a really good review. point. Um, yeah, it because literally, like, there's always at least been episodes, even yeah. when there were breaks. Um, but they gave they gave Moffat his extra time for his last season, uh, and now we're here for the yes. return of Doctor Mysterio. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we were all excited just to have new doc- new Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Overall thoughts. I want to know what you guys just thought of the episode, and then we're going to break it down, talk about different plot lines yeah. and stuff. And at the end of the show, we are going to talk about that teaser that we got for series ten. Um, we're going to be breaking that down, taking a look at some some of the uh, little hidden gems that may have been in there. Yeah, sweet. Um, I love the character of Grant. I love the character of the Ghost. Um, I think. That was the most fun part of the episode. I also really like that this episode tied very clearly with the last episode from a year ago. Um, (laughs) It was very clearly, like, the next episode, which is funny because it's been a year. Um, But, yeah, I really enjoyed those things, yeah. Yeah. Um, I am taking the other perspective in that I really enjoyed the Doctor Who type storyline because it felt really classic hooey where we have this threat and and doctor the doctor's running around trying to figure it out and then on the side he's like dealing with this other thing that's a remnant of his past you know i I liked all of the uh all of the mystery pieces and the alien stuff Mm. i'm gonna be crotchety old 12 on this episode uh this episode was a resounding meh for me. <laughs> Interesting. Um, you know, this episode had all the ingredients that it, like, it should have been my favorite thing ever. It's Doctor Who, one of my favorite TV shows of all time, and superheroes. Like, anyone who's ever listening on any other show knows I'm a huge Marvel nut. Uh, I can't stop talking about it until people often tell me to stop talking about <laughs> it. Um, but this episode just didn't deliver for me anything new to the genre that it was playing with. Mm -hmm. It didn't offer a unique voice from the Doctor Who perspective, except for a few times here and there. I really liked the alien stuff that we were getting. Like, that felt like Doctor Who. Yeah. Like, the the surgeons coming out and replacing... Like, there's some cool Doctor Who moments in this episode that I absolutely loved. But the overall story just failed to wow me. Um, I'll say that what I loved most about this... 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Is uh, that this was a Christmas special that had nothing to do with Christmas. Like, the only Christmas part was that it opened. Yeah. And, and Grant was a child, and he let him in because he thought he was Santa. That's it. I was like, this is it. That's, we're done with Christmas. Love it. Best Christmas special ever. <laughs> it was. But, like, it doesn't... I mean, the Christmas special, I think, is more about when it's coming. It doesn't always have to be about Christmas. Yeah, but right. the last few Christmas specials that we had... Um, specifically, sorry, the last few Christmas specials we had with Matt Smith, for example... Yes. ...were the Christmassiest. Right. right? Oh, yeah. Like, we had um, the... Well, Christmas Carol. We had um, Doctor Wid and which what is Doctor Witch in the Wardrobe or Widow yeah, yeah. and uh, that the one. Witch the yes. Widow and the Wardrobe. There was no witch. It was the Doctor, the Widow, and the something. Yes, so, um, everyone that was one. The other one. Yes, um, and the, we had the one in the town called Christmas, which oh, I forgot. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Christmas. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, like they're so Christmassy yes. that I really like this flip. Because the last time we had an episode that was during Christmas and didn't take, like, Christmas as part of it was when we first met Tennant. You know, when he first arrived, the Christmas Invasion, I believe? Yeah. Yeah, but didn't that, that had, like, killer Christmas trees in it, so it was still pretty Christmassy. Or, no, not the one with, no. Because no. that was the one where you sleep, and then we had we had the yeah, ship. Yeah, that was the one with the the killer pine trees and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, but oh, yes. barely. But then he goes up, and he has to, you know, what kind of doctor is he? He doesn't know. <laughs> it was it was focused on non the main right. The main part of the story was not Christmas. It just took place on Christmas. Yes. and this one just started on Christmas and went. Eh, I did appreciate that uh, jab early on. It was like it's not some kind of Christmas invasion. Yes, right. that's yes. right. Ah! <laughs> um, that's the title of an episode. The, I think the really the the part that really hit home for me was that this child asked permission before letting him in. I went, yes, that is a good child. That is a child who's been trained. You don't just let strangers into your home. But he, ultimately, he did. Well, because his parents gave him permission because he was expected. Right. Because he was Santa. Aww. Yeah. Uh, that okay. That was where this started to like. I I thought like oh you're he's expected. Setting up crazy Doctor Who time bendy timey wimey nonsense, <laughs> and then it was just a Santa Santa gag. Yeah, yeah. you got in your own head, bro. Yeah, I know. Maybe <laughs> that maybe that one was on me. <laughs> but I will say that Grant, baby Grant, was the most adorable kid uh, I've seen on TV in a while. Like he was, he was just the the like he was a really good actor, mm-hmm. and also like he was just the right amount of like. Um, like innocent and adorable to where you're like, man, this kid's so so cute, so so cute. I could, I if it was like Baby Grant the whole time, I would have appreciated that as well. His I, first on-screen role, yeah. I oh, was really? Yeah. He has done nothing else. So the, amazing performance. Yeah, they had um, um oh, at the at the, um Fathom event oh. uh, that they showed on the big screen. They had they did a little uh, making of documentary that they showed afterwards, and they talked about like the first thing he ever did on screen was that moment where they're clinging to the Empire State Building. <laughs> that was his first day as an actor. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> Good for him. This kids go in places. I think the Kid Grant and Doctor scenes were my absolute favorite. Like. The beginning ones, the ones yeah. where he's in high school, like those were so fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. and that had um, I love the way that they he they create they put superpowers into this universe because mm-hmm. that was something I was not sure how they were going to pull off because Doctor was a very science. Yes, it's, there's a lot of fantasy about doc, about the way that we deal with aliens and things, right. but it's very much science fiction where they they take those fantasy elements and try to root it 
and mm-hmm. ground it somehow into the into this universe that we've created. Loosely. Loosely, but like it, but they do try to explain try. it. Right. It doesn't matter if it makes sense. Wibbly, yeah. wobbly, timey, wimey, yeah. sciencey, wincey. But like and it's it's same thing here. Like it's a at the center of a red hole mm-hmm. there is a compressed like D twenty, uh huh. <laughs> Which I was like, wait a minute, are you just throwing in D and D because nerds? <laughs> when he takes out the gem, yeah. Um, it was really cute though. But the idea that like he he handed him water, mm-hmm. like thing. Take this. Um, I think the the best line is when he asks him, uh, "How do you keep a glass of water in your pocket?" And he said, "Skills." I'm now going to respond to everything. That, that's how I do it. Skills. <laughs> I don't know what you're asking. It's so those scenes were so fun to yeah. watch, um, and I, I agree. I like the way that they introduce the superpowers. I definitely thought it was going to be something alien related. Um, I thought it would have something to do with the invasion, but the fact that this is something that just happened to occur, yeah, um, was really a cute way to do it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, yeah, you're right. The teenage scene that felt like he could have been Peter Parker mm-hmm. in that scene. Uh, like we're oh, setting up Peter some cool Parker. stuff. The Spider-Man questions are so good. Yeah, what yes. kind of powers? Vomiting, paralysis, <laughs> death. It was so sort of good. weird to think about. Like, I mean, the Doctor's very busy. He's two thousand years old, but like that doesn't mean he's like in. He knows all the different pieces of like pop culture that have saturated the Earth over millennia. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he might. This might have been the first time he picked up a Superman <laughs> comic. I guess. Yeah. Um, Kayla in the chat asks, why was the doctor so confused that it was 25 years since he saw Grant? Did he forget that he could time travel or something? Um, I think the things that uh, need to be remembered are that, one, when he saw Kid Grant, he thought he was 36. Um, So, like, he's not good with ages and people. Um, And I think the other thing was that it was 24 years, which is how long a night is at the Singing Towers where he last saw. Right. Yeah, I think it was more about... The specific number yeah. and the coincidence of it uh, reminding him of what he had just been through, mm-hmm. basically, mm-hmm. which was saying his final goodbye to River Song. Yeah. Um, oh, last year's episode. <laughs> his final goodbye before he meets her for the first time. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Timey wimey. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then we jump to old Grant, 30 something year old Grant. Okay. Um, <laughs> Well, <laughs> I'm doing the math and I can't. I can't, guys. Well, it was 24 years. He was... We don't he know was how old he was. Eight oh, when eight. we first met. Yes. You're right. He did say that. Yeah. So that, that makes him 32. 32-year-old yeah. yes. Grant. Um, I like the character that we're, we're setting up here. He is sort of like a Clark Kent-Peter Parker-like hybrid yeah. thing. Which is the exact two characters that they... Basically, it's like, who are the two most popular superheroes that we could base this guy on? Well, I I (laughs) thought they had said that they wanted it to be uh, Batman and Superman. I thought there was I a think the, the, the super the ghost design. Oh, I had, sorry. I heard, Did I, Moffat not say? No, I had heard that quote. I know what you're talking about. Okay. The, the the superhero version of him uh, was supposed to be Superman, somewhere Batman. between Superman and Batman. Yes. So the, 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 the dark colors, mm-hmm. the gruff voice right. to hide who he was. That was so But funny. like very much the Superman aesthetic of like the cape and the mm-hmm. armor and. But the Grant yeah. was. Uh, Grant was very clearly Clark, Clark Kent, Kent and Peter Parker. Yes, because that like stumbly like I'm right. Just anybody who can't talk to women. <laughs> that yes, which that. is kind of a offensive trope, but all right. I mean, yes. I my my big issue with grown up Grant is how pathetic he was. Mm-hmm. Um, it like bummed me out so much because like he effectively could have it all, but he chooses to like live this life where he's pining after this girl and, like, not able to share his feelings. And, like, he's... It's not even that he's a nanny, because a nanny is a very respectable uh, position. It's more that he's, like, a nanny for this lady that he's in love with. And, like, that's the only way he could be with her in his mind. And that, like, bums me out. It's, like, I get that he has, like, they're set... This is where I start... Like, again, like, part of the stuff that I got frustrated with was... This character just didn't seem 
fully developed. Right. This felt like the, the my, my issues with the story was not that there were like bad things about it, about it sorry, but it felt like this was like a first draft or an early draft. Yes. And that it needed refining to like re- really get into who these people were and how they interacted in a way that wasn't just like the first thing that you think of when you put superheroes into a, a special. Yeah. Right. And like Okay, so he he's in love with her. He he can't, but he can't have her. He can't reveal who he is, and she, the whole thing like later on where she's in love, like she's in love with his superhero aspect, and he and like that was a cute right. exchange, like dialogue wise. I, I enjoyed that that mm-hmm. play that interplay, but it's been done so many times before, and it didn't cha- It didn't offer anything new. That was like it didn't offer a different Doctor Who version of that story. It right. was just retelling that story we're familiar with. It yeah, it was very weird that the ghost on the on the date was smooth and fu- like he was funny and and clever, and it was a really great interaction. But why is that? That all of a sudden with this mask, he's confident. Like that's never addressed. That he well, has this confidence. That's, that's Peter Parker and Spider Man. No, no, I know. Yeah. I'm but a, you mean, I don't know if you, you wanted know it, this, but I also watched yeah, you wanted it addressed. You wanted it addressed <laughs> in the story. Yeah. Like okay. I just, I, I'm just... <laughs> Sir. <Clearing it> up. <laughs> Sir. Calm down. All right. Yeah, stop mansplaining, all right, Thank bro? Thank you. Hey. It's called nerdsplaining. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the other thing that was very interesting was uh, the, like, scene where he keeps taking off the mask because he's going to reveal himself. Um all of a sudden, I, I know I point this out a lot and it, it angers a lot of people, but I'm going to. Uh, but Lucy's character is a smart journalist. And I love the interrogation with the doctor. I'm a real big fan of, oh, I wrote it that Mr. Wuffle. Huffle? Mr. That Huffle? That was super Mr. weird. I love Mr. Huffle. I need one of these. <laughs> I think that's such a great technique. She's clearly a smart, bright woman. But when she's on this date interview with uh, the ghost and she realizes oh my goodness I'm in love with my nanny and then does this whole pining thing where he's trying to reveal himself I, I just don't believe that, that that is how she would have behaved I also don't believe that like it would have just clicked at that moment. And even if it did, she would have been professional. Yeah, it took away from her as a strong journalist Yeah, to have yeah, to like break like she's in front of like this yeah. this huge a huge get right. as it of an interview. Like yes, it's it's tech it is grant. Yeah, but for her career, this is huge. And yeah. for her professionalism, the fact that she could get him is Amazing! No one has this interview. This is like Lois Lane. If she's supposed to be Lois Lane, yeah. This is how Lois Lane becomes one of the biggest journalists right. in the in, in the DC universe is because she's the one who manages to break all the Superman stories and mm-hmm. get those. She's the first one to get those right. interviews. Mm-hmm. This is her. This is Lucy's chance, and, and she's, she's like, like, "Oh God, I'm in love with my nanny." A meltdown about how she's like got a crush on her. Like if she just discovered that she has a crush on her, which her is friend. which is good for her. Like, go ahead, be in love with him, but finish your job. Well, yeah. All right. Well, if you think of it from a different perspective, Please. in that she mansplain it to me. I will. So if you look at it from the perspective of they were actually on a date and it had nothing to do with her her job because she did wear. The saucy red number. Um, then she so was. So a hold woman on. can't get no, 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 dressed no. up for her. Okay, go no, on. She, no, <laughs> no. Um, but she was getting ready. She like in in her from her perspective, she was getting ready to go to Pound Town, and then it's like being on the first date, and then you realizing that you don't want to be on this date um, because you like someone else. You know, so like from a date perspective, it makes sense. From a professional per, professional perspective. <laughs> yeah. It does not. So, just just to uh, let you know... Okay, go ahead. Usually, I would say a, an intelligent, uh, professional woman on a date realizes she's not having a good time or wants to be with someone else or wants to end the date does not behave like this. Hmm, interesting. This is why I'm it, single. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ladies. Anywho. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a lot of... There's a lot of stuff in their relationship that just didn't feel realistic. Yes. Um, um, and that's the kind of thing that 
I know it's a fantasy science fiction show, so the way, you, when we use the word realistic, it has to. It's <laughs> right. very, it's a very loaded thing. But how people behave, like the way that people behave, is the main way that you get people into these kinds of shows. Like the relationships need to be realistic, so that the incredible farce around them doesn't like make it all feel fake. Yes, right. Like I would grounds everything. Yes. Like, I would have... No, 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 it's fine. Um, I would have liked if... Because they've established that they've known each other since high school. They got disconnected for a while. Big whoop. And she forgot who... Hold on. They also said that she forgot who he was. No, she didn't forget who he was. No, she remembered. She remembered him. But she fell in love with his best friend. Which means that, like, they've been friends. And so, like, the fact that he calls her... Mrs. Lombard mm-hmm. um, is what kind of takes you out of it in that they don't seem like they've been friends. They don't seem like they have a very casual relationship. Like, I know he works for her, but, like, at the same time, they should be closer, which is what should spark you being in- invested in their relationship. Yeah. And, and so, like, that's the one piece that's missing is it's a cute reveal that she's one and the same with Mrs. Lombard, but it's not, but it's at the, the I guess, cost of the deeper relationship. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. Um, I would just... I just want to point out uh, a point, a part where the ghost was rude because I made this note and I really want to make sure we don't miss it. <laughs> Sorry, when he first when we first meet the ghost and he picks up Lucy and he offers her a ride home and she doesn't... He doesn't offer them a ride home. I was like, what a jerk. If I were her, I'd be like... Uh, you, you can just take me home, but you're not going to take them home? That's really rude. <laughs> yeah. No? Well, one, I mean... <laughs> he though, can't carry all of them? Yes, he yes. can. Though I would I would have loved to have seen him, like, with all of them on his yeah. on his arms, like, just juggling them as he flies. No, but, he's got Lucy in his arms, the doctor's on his back, yeah. and Nardal's, like, hanging from, from his foot. foot. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but he was also looking to go to Pound Town, and so you can't take the third or fourth <laughs> wheel. <laughs> Every time, hey, shot guy, <laughs> keep it down. Uh. Um, but uh, oh, I had a response to your oh, so okay, so right after he drops her off, um, and then like he's doing an interview. No, it was after the fire that he's doing the interview. Anyway, at some point he gets the oh no, after he drops her off, I remember now. Sorry guys, he drops. <laughs> And she, he gets like a beep, and she goes, "Oh, it's an the bat signal is an app now." <laughs> Except for that, every other time that he's called to the baby throughout the rest of the episode, it's the baby monitor. Yeah, that has an incredible range. Yeah, which is fine. I'll believe that he said it. I'll believe it. It's just that she went, "Oh, it's an app now," and then at no point did the app go off again. Hmm. It was just the baby monitor. Yes. I mean, it's... Con- I like the baby monitor thing was cute. It was cute. Yeah. I just don't understand. Then why bring in the app? Like, I get that it's modern, but, like, it's it's unnecessary. I'm just, pick, I'm just picking it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She just heard a sound and was like, oh, it must be an app. Because um, I think... So, science says that, oh, uh, that mothers can uh, identify their baby's yeah. cry. So, like, if she would have heard the baby's cry, then it would have been... Then she would have been like, wait... That's my baby. Yeah, but when he was on the when he was on the news and she was watching it, and the baby monitor went off and he had to go. Yeah, I guess she couldn't tell because she was in the apartment with the baby. Right, it's fine. Um, also, sound distortion for right. being uh, on television. Sorry, Sylvia in the chat says <laughs> that I am correct and that she faked a headache in the middle of the date because it was not going well. Yeah, you you get. You're polite when you. No, I know. I've had I've I've had that happen to me. <laughs> I I know how it works. You've got a headache. Yeah. The oh, <laughs> I've been called into work at nine thirty p.m. What? Some of us have to work late, Zach. <laughs> hey, don't lie to me. Just tell me you're in love with the other guy. <laughs> Just tell me. <laughs> um, um, but, that's a true uh, story. Uh, <laughs> Ren, Renji in the chat says, I thought it was weird that he was calling her by her last name as the nanny. I think it was the fact that he lives there. Um, that like he's trying to keep her professionalism so she doesn't get uncomfortable. I absolutely get the idea that he calls her by it just, except that they are friends. Yeah, it yeah. just felt a little bit heavy handed. Like they've yeah. known each other since high school. We like we we get the idea that he's this like awkward, uncomfortable guy who can't express that he loves this woman. Mm-hmm. Um, they, he didn't have to be this pathetic. <laughs> yeah, it just it just felt it felt they went it felt like they went too far. And they made him a caricature instead of a character. Right. 
And that was my problem with with his with him. Um, let, let's real quick, just because okay. uh, it's important. Mr. Showtime agrees with me. Also, that's why it's important that details matter. Everyone else disagrees <laughs> with me, so I just want to wait. Details about everything that I'm being nitpicky on. Oh, about the show. Oh, I'm that's just true. being yeah. Nitpicky. We're we're nitpicky, but like it's also like the show had issues like. Right. Bigger issues as well that will. Uh, Are we going we'll to the to. slicey faces? Yes, I want to talk about the slicey faces, or <laughs> as as I'm calling them, the Krangs. Because yeah, uh, as soon as the eyes opened on the brain, all I thought about was Krang from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, <laughs> who yes. is a large brain. And yes, it doesn't look exactly like him, right? But it looks like Krang, right? Because it doesn't have the little tendrils and the, the yeah. little mouth. Hey, But it easily could be like Krang's cousins. Right. I mean, they are a race of aliens uh, from another dimension, if I remember correctly. So, you know, it fits. And maybe that's maybe that's what Moffat was going for in that that it was originally a comic, so and he's like, "We're gonna put some comics in this one comic more stuff. comic reference." Yeah, um, amongst the many many others. Um, I, I liked this this plot line as far as like a Doctor Who one. I didn't feel like it necessarily warranted being part of a Christmas special. It was an episode. It was a, it would have been a good episode. It didn't carry the weight that I, I get, I come to expect from the crisp from like something you're going to make your special, right of the year. It's it's interesting that you like it as a Doctor Who episode. Uh huh. <laughs> you know where I'm going. I do. I don't. Um, because they were, as the Doctor says, they were stage managing an alien attack when the aliens have already landed. And as you may recall, season one, episode four and five, aliens in London of Lo- in- aliens in London and World War Three, when they stage an alien attack because the aliens have already arrived. And why do they do that? To get all the heads of state, all the like important people, into one place so they can take their bodies. This is the Slovene episode. Yes, yes it is. Right. Yep. <laughs> what a what an original Doctor Who episode. <laughs> 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 you know, I had it connected. Tari connected it. I stole it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, it's true. Um, I mean, it was a larger scale. Yeah. But, I mean, ultimately it was the same plan. Um, but I think that I, th- I think that these villains were better in terms of, like, s- like style um, and execution than the Slovene. So it was more of an escalation than a repeat. So you're thought- saying they didn't fart. <laughs> they didn't fart at all. Thank you, Stephen. I also was, thought Stephen was. Or I thought Tari was just pointing out that they have a bigger budget now. <laughs> they can do cooler things. So like, they don't unzip and have these giant creatures that I remember like watching a behind the scenes thing, where like the um, the props, the like prosthetic arm that they had to like use was different than the CGI figurine that they made. They like mm-hmm. messed up. Um, so now that they have budget, they can make their head split open. Yeah. Which, uh, when I saw the guy's scar across his face, I went, that better be the same slicey face from last episode. Because if that is a different slicey face, then they missed an opportunity. <laughs> and then when we saw the brains, I was like, it's a different slicey face. Luckily, it was the same. Mm. Um, I mean, I like the slicey face effect. It mm-hmm. looked cool. It was gross. I liked hiding a gun in there. That was interesting. <laughs> that was dumb. Yeah, it seems <laughs> unnecessary. Because if he had a gun, he would be dead by now. Right? <laughs> like, if the doctor had a gun, then him waiting to slice his head open and pull out a gun. Right. But dumb. it's also the, there's the, uh, the feint that, like, you're, you're, you're essentially throwing your opponent off with the shock factor and then you're like quick drawing at them. But he didn't so, quick draw. He, he was wasn't like, quick at all. It no. Out. Oh, also, I I got to call this out cuz it bothered <laughs> the hell out of me. Okay. Um when the, the when the villain the, the when the when the the villain guy who like the CEO when he goes into the vault mm-hmm. and the the Mr. evil Brock. evil German guy Dr. Sim Yes. Dr. Sim, evil, evil German guy. Yes. Um, oh, you mean when they just let him die? Yeah, they just... This guy was clearly getting killed. And, like, yes, I get that he's was a dick. <laughs> but the doctor just totally let him die and then walked away eating sushi. Yeah, he was trying to eat his sushi and yeah. the death was going to make him vomit. 
It's true. Gosh. And I had, like... <laughs> I had some issues with the way the doctor behaved, or <laughs> at like, least the way what? that the 12th doctor behaved yes. in this episode, because it never felt like 12. Hmm. Um, like, this is... Like, 12 would let people, like, just, like, whatever. Like, I don't need to worry about them. Are you talking about Matt Smith? Wait, sorry. No, 12, as in Capaldi. Capaldi. Okay. You're saying Capaldi would not behave like this. Yes, Capaldi's doctor. This didn't feel... This felt more like a Smith doctor, like, the way that he behaved in this episode, than Capaldi. I disagree. Yeah. I think it felt a lot more like a tenant at the end of his run when he's furious with the world. Like, Waters and Mars time. Actually, it, to me, it feels like... <laughs> this er- is the greatest conversation <laughs> well, yeah, ever. It's, it's early Capaldi. Like, mm. because when we... Is if, it? Yeah, I'll take you back to the episode where they shrunk themselves down and went inside the person's body. Um, he actively was like, we have to let the antibodies get these people. They're already dead. We're just, we might as well just keep moving. When he went inside the Dalek. Yes, inside the Dalek. Well, that, like, but, like, mm. I'm not talking about this moment where he lets the guy die. That just felt weird. I just meant the whole episode. Like, did you feel like this so, was Capaldi? Like, Capaldi's doctor is very, like, crot. Like, and I don't just, I'm not just joking when I say crotchety, but very much just like, I don't need to worry about these little people that get affected as I go. Like, mm-hmm. he's a much, he's focused on the bigger picture. He's like, just going. Like, and that's exactly that episode. And this was like, he's so invested in these people who. He doesn't necessarily need to be. Yes. Who points out in the chat? Yes. He just lost his wife. Yes. That was my the point I was going to make. Take it away. Is, yeah. So he just lost his, his best friend, and then shortly after, his wife. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I think he's trying to preserve as much life as he can, which is a very doctor thing to do. Like, every time he loses someone, he's like, I can't lose another person. The world can't lose another person. And so he overcompensates. That's, that's fair. Everyone's agreeing. Uh, and like, yeah. that's that's a fair point, but the show, the episode, never let us feel that moment with him. I want to see the doctor deal with that. I, w- I don't need to necessarily have it spelled out for us, but we never once got that emotion from him on screen. I disagree. We got it at the end, at the very end, and at that point, I I checked out on a lot of this. <laughs> well, I, that sounds like a personal yeah. problem. No, but like it's just like. I, I needed that setup, like when we get when we get started on the adventure, yeah. not just as like yeah. a tail end, like oh yeah, and he's got to behave like the doctor should. Let's wrap this up here. Right. I don't, I, well, I don't think we needed it in that we got the explanation for it when he was talking to Nardal in the TARDIS, and and he was like, "You're you're running from your emotions, and every time that things get serious, you you try to save a planet, and that's essentially what he's doing now. Is he's like, I'm back, I'm saving a planet. I don't need to deal with feelings. Feelings are for losers." Saving planets is for winners. <laughs> I'm the doctor. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> what does the doctor say? Ba, 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 I'm the doctor. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's um, it. Yeah. And then he abandons uh, what's his head. That's his name. Now, what's his head? Doctor Brock. Nardal. At the Nardal. end, what? when he when Nardal says to them, he's like, "I'll take care of him. Like, I totally take care of him. Like, we're going. Her name was River, and I'm going to take care of him. He's not alone." And then he leaves in there. Wait, he leaves in there? Yeah, because as we see, he's standing in the TARDIS alone, and it seems like he's waiting for what's his head. And then he has a scowly face, and then he just goes. Nardal does not get on the TARDIS. Oh, I assumed he jo- he boarded off screen. Uh-uh. <laughs> he left what's-his-face head. What's-his-head? Yes. Nar- Nardal. And I, at least they explained, like, in one line, <laughs> yes. like, how... Because, like, when we saw the previews and he's running around, like, Malukas is great, and I'm ex- I was excited to have him in this mm-hmm. episode. I think he did a great job. Absolutely. Uh, I was like, hold on. Mm. Last place we saw him, his head was on a robot. Yeah. He <laughs> um, shared it with, um, with... Oh, what was his name? Uh, Protozoa? That's it. He shared it with Protozoa. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, At least they explained that the doctor went in and, like, sewed his body back together. Yeah. Uh, It's cute. I liked it. I really like him. I think he's... I think he's great. Um, It looks like we're going to get more of him in the season to come, and we'll talk about that trailer in a minute. Um, And so I, I, I I loved Matt Lucas in this episode. I think he did a phenomenal job. Um, he was, I think, the standout part for me. Yeah. Of this. Um, I mean, like, I don't need to keep 
being like crotchy old grandpa on this episode. It just like it like to sum up my my feelings about it. It just didn't. I wanted more emotion and more of a story about the doctor like we got last year like that's the stuff that like if we're not going to get because we don't have a new companion yet Mm -hmm. so I get that that sort of limits what they can do to a certain extent Um, and it sort of had to be a little bit more standalone I would have liked a little bit more of an emotional journey from the doctor where he seemed almost extraneous to everything else that's happening in this episode um, it didn't really affect. It didn't seem like it affected him in a big way, mm-hmm. except to like see two people that loved each other, and that puts him just thinking about the thing we just saw him thinking about at the end of the last episode. Yeah. He he didn't. He almost didn't need to be there for everything that's going on, and that's what like I think was the biggest flaw is that it wasn't about the doctor. And I wanted more, maybe because we've been, maybe it's just because we've been on such withdrawal. Yeah. I wanted more Doctor. Yeah. In this episode of Doctor Who. I mean, I agree that, uh, I think I had mentioned before the episode that it felt like two separate Mm storylines. There was the superhero one, and then there was the brain one. And they they barely met in any way, shape, or form. And so, like, I, I think that, yes, we didn't get a lot of emotional stakes with the doctor but i felt like it was it was a very uh doctor who type episode with with a lot of spectacle it was if if this was a movie you you'd call it a, a popcorn movie as opposed to like an oscar winner and i i think that's fine for a christmas special cuz it's not part of any bigger storyline it's just like this little piece that we get to explore and splash around and enjoy the doctor and then we get to move on and and meet new people later um, I personally loved the superhero side of it. I would have been totally cool with an episode that was just that. Just this whole story of him explaining to why to Grant why he can't keep using his powers. And and them fighting together and, and dealing with that. That would have been fun. Um, yeah. Also, I felt like at the end when he left and Grant was like... Uh, and she was like, who? Doctor Who? And he said, Doctor Mysterio. And I was like... I feel like anyone who's seen Unbreakable knows that now he has to become his arch nemesis. <laughs> I was like, this, like it has to. He still has the powers. He's still on this planet. Like this would be amazing to come back where the Doctor is somehow the enemy. Yeah, I would love it. Oh, that great. could be fun. I know that um, uh, it's Justin Chatwin, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Justin Chatwin. He. Said he, he had a lot of fun playing this part, and you could see that he had fun mm-hmm. in I the had role fun with him in this role as well. Um, <laughs> Just to put that out there, <laughs> uh, yes. Charity Wakefield, who played Lucy, mm-hmm. not American, which oh, no. surprised me. She's British, yep. which yes. like I get. It's Doctor Who, so you cast mostly Brits, but she did a very good job mm-hmm. uh, with that accent, flawless. Um, there was one moment on the rooftop scene. If you go back and pause it, where she just like I don't like she just is caught looking, like rolling her <laughs> eyes completely. Like at the it looks like it's like at like what they would cut out of the take, but like just before it cuts the, to another scene, she's just like, oh boy, <laughs> it's okay. really weird. Like, so I can't tell her okay. thought on it. Um, but I would love to see Grant because I think, again, because I think that this character could be used very effectively in a bigger arc. Yeah. He's almost like a trump card at this point. Yeah. Like, you call him over for, uh, like, he could effectively, if, if they're building a new Va- Strax Vastrogeny team, mm. then it could effectively be him and Nardal and Bill... Um, and we have this fun dynamic of like the dumb guy, the strong guy, and the the fun companion. One so, of like, the Krangs did get away. That's like, true. We stopped this bomb from exploding, but one of them got away. Um, Sylvia in the chat says that she also caught the eye roll. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's uh, there. I had to pause it and stare at it. I wish I'd taken a picture to yeah. show you guys. Um, um, if we're yeah. doing fun, silly things. Um, I have to point out the the shout out to the creators of Superman, Siegel and Schuster, when early in the episode, uh, when the Mr. Brock is doing his uh, 
his announcement, he's like, blah, 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 Mrs. Siegel and Mrs. Schuster, ha, 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 ha. Um, and the only reason I, why I caught it is because of that combination of names. If it had been in any way, shape, or form, uh, I would never have caught it. Yeah, I, without the first names, it just didn't even click in my brain when I heard it. Yeah. Um, but I, I appreciate all the little, like, comic book things they put in there. Yeah. Um, all right, we got about ten minutes left. Uh, let's talk about that preview yeah. that we got for series 10. Okay. Um, this, I don't know what to think about this. <laughs> I hate, I don't want to be negative. I love Doctor Who. I don't want to be negative. Um, let's start with you guys. Okay. Uh, what did you think about about the what trailer we, about altogether? the trailer yeah all right i'm very excited about the new season um i'm excited that it's coming in the spring and not in the fall like i was really worried he's back in the fall so we'd have to wait till august um but no um we get to wait till the spring so april may ish right yeah. mm-hmm. um, the rumor is april Awesome. Uh, there are a lot of questions also asking about class in the U.S., which is also, I believe, spring. It's it's. They're both rumored to be coming in April. Basically, we think that that the BBC America is planning to release class like after episodes of Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. So in order because there's, to get us to watch, there was it. a thought, I guess, that like <laughs> Americans weren't going to watch it. Um, mm. So they have to like put it next to Doctor Who. Yeah, right. Um, I really liked the trailer. I like that it doesn't tell us anything. Um, I was excited to see the faces. I was excited to see Bill. I was excited for Bill to be narrating. Yeah, if we can see uh, picture number twelve just at the end. Um, yeah. They they introduced us uh, to Bill um, who, again. Who, we've seen that. Yeah. We saw the, the Dalek thing last summer. Yeah, which um, I believe is from. I'm assuming from an episode of the season. Yes. Uh, yes, we saw the scene in this trailer with the Daleks. Right. That looks like it's the same sequence. Yeah. Um, so the da- so the Daleks are coming back. That's a screenshot of Bill you decided to use. I, <laughs> I grabbed one at random. Um, She's still cute, I'm though. so sorry to Pearl Mackey, who deserves better than this photo. So. <laughs> um, I'm really I mean, excited. It's not about the her. only picture I have of her, um, <laughs> but like. It was her first... I picked her first shot. So a lot of people Um, are complaining that she seems annoying. And I'll say this. The way the trailer is cut is her asking a ton of questions, which I think is um, trying to give us this fun personality and not that she's an annoying person who asks a lot of questions. Right. What I'm hoping, and like the reason that this trailer didn't leave me excited, is what I've been wanting from a new companion. Because like if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you heard... Storm again. You heard my Stormageddon. And my, yes. But the, my reasons for that were not just like the, <laughs> my my choice of the of that. Stop character. trying to make Stormageddon a thing, Zach. <laughs> Hashtag we want Stormageddon. Go uh, on. My reasons for that were it, like yes, I picked a, a random character because I thought it'd be fun. But like, what I'm really asking for is something that I haven't seen before, and I'm worried that with Bill we might get just a slight variation on what we've had before with the sassy female companion who, like, gives the doctor some sass here and there, but, like, I I haven't seen anything yet from her that is anything new. And they still have plenty of time to show us that, but until they show me that, I can't, I'm not going to get excited about it, except for the fact that it's more Doctor Who. I guess, well, my question to that would be, what is it that would be new? Like, because we've done, we've explored so many different aspects. We have, we've had so many different companions up until now. We've had the love interest. We've had the best friend. We've had the, the rebound. We've had the, um, equal. the equal. We've had the, like, reflection. Like, what, is, what else would you be looking for in a companion? Um, I, like, to me, to be honest, Nardal. Is and and like if we if we go to picture um, uh, eleven, uh, Nardal is is going to be with us. For all. he's new. That's different. Um, in again in the interviews, like Capaldi, I believe it was Capaldi who was talking about the two of them. Like when you see them, um, if we show picture eleven, like the two of them when they enter a room together, there is some, the way that they said it is there's something distinctively alien about the pair of them. And that changes whatever circumstance you're going into. That's something new. That's what I mean by like and I like I'm not sure what it is. Like that's the to the writers to like give us something that I can't even imagine. Right. But like I haven't seen these two enter a situation. And it, when you get to season 10 and that's just in the modern era, 
like we just saw, like this episode shared a lot of similarities with another mm-hmm. episode. Right. What you need is you need a completely different set of people, like people and attitudes to approach the the situation. So like these two entering a place completely changes it. And that's what I want to see. So I agree with you. I think Nardal's a really fun character. It's a really fun dynamic to see them together. Um, Moffat has claimed in a recent article, I don't know where it is, and I can find it and share it if people need it, he has claimed that the companion must be female in his eyes. He wants the doctor to be male and the companion to be female. That's a thing he requires. Um, so Nardal can never be the companion. He can travel with them, but he could never, to Moffat, be the companion. And I think, um, I agree that this would be a really fun thing to see. I think the biggest problem is when you have them together, it's the doctor telling this other guy what to do, and it's not a companionship. Right. It's the doctor and his assistant. The way it used to be. Maybe, maybe it's that we dig into. Maybe what I'm what I'm looking for is to, to pick up a companion from the recently returned Time Lords. And I know that, like, uh, I think it was was it Seven that had a Time Lord companion. Um, that could that like that alone is something different and interesting mm-hmm. to give him a like. It, I get that Clara was supposed to be his like intellectual equal or like his equal in terms of adventuring. Like that was like the equal. Like that was how they I presented was her. Of the Donna, the Doctor Donna, who ended up being oh. an equal. Yeah, they, they Amy tra- was also Moffat kind of pushed Clara mm-hmm. as like Amy was also kind of the equal too. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would argue that a lot of them were equal to the Doctor in yeah. different ways. Moffat pushed Clara as supposing like that the Doctor has like met his match. Like that was how he wanted us to see that to yeah. see her. Um, but somebody who is like knowledge of the time of right. the timescape like that would be something different let, let, let's take a look at some other stuff from this trailer if we go to like a picture nine there's like some cool robot things that are uh like like em- <laughs> emoji death robots is what i'm gonna call <laughs> they them they remind me of um what the girl who waited yeah <laughs> a little bit give you a kindness uh, yeah. uh oh god um, and if we just go up through them, like we see a picture of of, uh, of Nardal and Bill in spacesuits. Yeah, um, there's that whole sequence with the spacesuits. Where yeah, it looks like the. Thankfully, a lot of this looks like it's probably from similar episodes. Yes. Um, we got a picture. There was like a, a blue guy mm-hmm. in a spacesuit who I I just like. Oh I'm yeah. Guessing was similar to uh, he may or may not be related to Doria Maldovar. Mm. The, the the guy who got his head put right. in a yeah. box uh, during the Smith era. Uh, there's one picture in that like stood out to me. A lot of these look cool, but it, uh, uh, Steve, I believe it's picture number uh, seven is the one I wanted to really look at because th- it was just up for a second, mm-hmm. but it's in the TARDIS. Yes, and there's a lot of people in this frame. Yeah. Um, it, 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 oh, so yeah. you guys can see oh, a little great. better. But like, it's we're clearly in the TARDIS. Yeah. There's like this almost, guy almost looks like a priest. Yeah. Who's got his hand on the doctor's shoulder? Mm-hmm. Doctor looks very despondent, like staring ahead with the sonic sunglasses on. Yeah. Not necessarily. Uh, but like, could just be sunglasses. <laughs> he yeah. could be blind. He's trying to hide you his tears, know. bro. But there's at least a dozen people yeah. in the TARDIS. Yeah. And I can't remember when, if ever, there have been that many people in the TARDIS. Oh, wait, no, oh. actually, that happened a couple of, that yeah, happened recently. I, I take that back. I got this. I take that back, oh. but it is never without, like, a big... There's never not a major circumstance. Like, right. the Doctor does not want that many people in the TARDIS. Uh, in the chat, we have Boo saying that River was the Doctor's equal. Pretty much everyone was equal to the Doctor by the end. <laughs> um, and D- Daniel Droop says the fourth Doctor's companion, uh, I, I don't know. Ramona? Okay. Um, Ramona, Ramona. Uh, was a time lady. Um, and uh, Renji points out uh, have we ever had a companion become the Doctor's enemy? I would say the Master, but other than that... I don't know. Would, you, would the Master have ever really been his companion? No. They, no. they were enemies pretty yeah. early. Um, but I mean, the Master, like, Missy as an extended companion would be... F- I just want more Missy. Yeah. Also, like, that technically would be Martha became an enemy when she joined the unit. 
Yeah, technically. All right. Uh, but the point is, a lot to get excited about. Yes. Like, there's a lot of cool stuff in there. Even if I'm, I'm apprehensive about like some elements of it. I'm mm-hmm. very excited for it to come back because, like, look, these are teasers. They could very easily prove me wrong on all the points that I've made, and that's why I'm going to keep watching because I have to think that Moffat has saved some stuff up. For his last season, that's why he asked for the extension. That's why he wanted to announce that it was his last year, not just like figure it out afterwards. I think he has got some cards that he is pulling out. He's gonna give us a crazy end to the season starting whenever that comes back. This show will be back. Um, guys, I've been your host, Zach Wilson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson. Um, also, uh, I just came out with my first comic book. Yay! Yeah. Uh, it's called Kid Cop. It's incredibly violent. Uh, just, just a mature warning on that. Uh, but you can get it on uh, Comixology uh, for digital download. Uh, we made it literally as cheap as they would let us. 99 cents. Uh, go check it out. Uh, the link is, uh, I, is on my Twitter and on my Instagram, uh, which is all at that Zach Wilson. Cool. I'm Yell Teagle. You can find me everywhere at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. And I have a podcast. It is called Intimate Interrogations. It is free on iTunes and Stitcher. Sometimes it is filthy. Sometimes it is not. And I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tari J. It's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. And later this month, I'll be back on the DC Slate with Supergirl, Flash, (laughs) and Arrow. Nice. Yeah. And we also do the librarians. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. This has been the Doctor Who After Show. Thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 